episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. On this week's episode, we're happy to announce a podcast first, with Brodinky, one of Instagram's top watch meme account holders, making his podcast debut right here on the Whiskey and Watches podcast. All right, well, welcome everybody to episode 36 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. And I am, I am really, I think all three of us are really thrilled tonight because tonight we have with us Brodinky himself. So uh, Brodinky, welcome. It's great to have you. Glad to be here, boys. This, I, I, I understand this is your first podcast. It is. I'm, <laughs> I'm popping my podcast cherry tonight and I'm psyched. That is awesome. So, we're, we're glad uh, to be your first. Yes, uh, we couldn't be any more honored. It's just fantastic. Super um, excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. So as I, I think you've listened to a few episodes to kind of to kind of get used to you know our whatever whatever it is that we do here. Um, so you know we start with a, a wrist check and a drink check. So uh, bro, what are you drinking and what are you wearing? Uh, I've got here a little uh, Johnny Gold. It was uh, a birthday present from a friend of mine who uh, actually recommended it over the blue. So I had to give it a go. Um, seemed like a great celebratory occasion. First podcast. I just broke. Uh, 10k followers so you know life's good i went with the gold it's uh <laughs> nice smoky very smooth i'm enjoying it a lot uh on the wrist i went with a, a little bit of safe choice um it's a Speedmaster, but it's it's not the most uh current iteration it's the uh 145.022 that uh ran concurrently with the 321 it doesn't have a 321 it has the 861 in it which is the precursor to the uh current 1861 but um you know it's got a lot of cool vintage vibes it's got uh you know the step dial it's got the the dot over 90 bezel which is apparently collectible to a lot of people which is cool um it came with a bracelet and everything and it was kind of a barn find it was uh you know box and papers and everything and original condition so i was like all right sounds good to me i bought it the chrono works great everything resets to zero so i'm happy with that and it actually keeps great time which is awesome and uh i'm actually wearing it appropriately on a cincy strap co stealth bond NATO. Hey, yo. Nice. Zach, right? Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah. our boy Zach. Yeah. Your boy Zach. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought uh, I should go Omega appropriately for this one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's awesome. Referencing his own meme last week, which really spoke to me since I'm a huge James Bond fan. Might have been the reason I got into watch. You know, I can't wait for November. It should have been April. We should have already seen that movie. I should oh. already own it on Blu ray. Um, but it is what it is. So okay, for, first awesome. off, don't jinx it that it's gonna come out in November. Knock on wood. Also fair. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right, Spangler, what, what you're up. Okay, um, so I am drinking uh one that I've already featured in the podcast, but it's uh my McKenna tin. Um, you know, always a great choice if you can pick it up. Um people seem to go nuts over it for whatever reason, but you know, it's just an all around normal good uh, bourbon, you know. Um on the wrist is also going to be first time ever in the podcast that we have dual Speedmaster night. Um, but I've also hey, got my speed. I've also got my Speedmaster on that I just recently got back from getting a couple of cool mods on it, um, and it is the Sapphire Sandwich model with now currently a pulsations bezel and orange chronograph hand. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. I'd say out there there's probably not going to be that many. So it's my own special limited edition Speedmaster. Um, so Robert Jan Brower from, you know, Fortello, I can also, you know, do my own limited edition stuff. So, you know what? <laughs> I'm coming for you. What can I say? Come at me, bro. Speedy Tuesday. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. You start a new one. Not Speedy Tuesday. Maybe, you know, Speedy Thursday. You know what? Why not? Every day can be a speedy day. That's right. Why not? Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm drinking. That's what I'm wearing. All right, Buzzy. God, I, I love this. I love the amount of swagger on this podcast already. <laughs> we're we're calling out like much loved like paradigms of, of Speedmaster virtue here. This is hilarious. So, we haven't even started ripping on Hodinky yet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even start. That's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's not for at least another ten to fifteen minutes. Okay. Yeah. So. I want to just let everybody know that the number of sub dials on this podcast, 
the number's huge. It's it's greater than it's ever been uh, because I am wearing the Oris Diver 65 chrono that we uh, still have in from our friends at Oris. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're up to eight subdials right now. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Yeah, that's right. I got my favorite little two register boy on my wrist today. It came in handy drink drinking and grilling tonight. Um what's not to love. I mean, even my 20 month old daughter pointed at the dial and said circles match. So she likes what's going on there too. I don't know whether that was a comment on the sub dial or the markers, but they match. Always important. It is. It is. <laughs> so what, what am I uh, quaffing tonight? You know what I'm doing. It's Kirkland's Fast <laughs> Canadian whiskey. <laughs> Until this handle runs out and I have to drive my ass down to a Kentucky Costco to buy more. That's what I'm on. You know why? Because it's good enough to drink, but it's not good enough to feel bad about putting some ice cubes into. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Thank you. Cheers, brother. Uh, all right. I guess I'm going to be the one to round it out. So, uh, we just got back today from visiting family up in Northern Indiana, which means I have restocked my bourbon because they have a better selection in Northern Indiana than we do in Cincinnati, which is literally across the, across the river from Kentucky. So I, uh, I picked up some more Buffalo Trace, but I haven't opened that tonight. I also managed to pick up some Blade and Bow from the Stitzel Weller Distillery. Uh, that's really all I know because that's what's printed on the bottle, but it was because it was on Super Duper Sale at Martin Supermarket. And uh, it's pretty good. Like if they're going to give me $11 off of a bottle of whiskey, that's more than I would normally spend on a bottle of whiskey. I'm going to check. I'm going to give it a shot. And it's uh, it's been drinking really smoothly. So a uh, big fan of that. So uh, that's really all I can say about that. And what did you say, Buzzy? We were at eight sub dials we, right we now. Were. We, were. we were. So the interesting thing is uh, I have a couple of new watch editions. Uh, one of them has been announced uh, via Instagram, but one of them is not. And uh, I was driving today. So you need to know how good of time you're making uh, when you're driving the family uh, from one destination to another that is, that is a longer trip. And I think I actually made record time today. We won't get into how quickly I made it from South Bend, Indiana to Cincinnati, Ohio, but I don't think I've ever been sub three hours and 40 minutes like I was today. Anyway, uh, no stops. All the kids cooperated. It was fantastic. But um, we are now up to 11 Oh, did you hear that, guys? The dial goes up to 11. All four of us have on chronos. Wow. <laughs> wow. I am wearing a new watch edition, a Zenith El Primero Chronomaster 38 millimeter with the silver dial, the, uh, you know, the three sub dials, navy blue, dark gray, and probably either silver or light gray uh, with the red chrono hand and the red tipped on the chrono sub dial. Like, I love this watch. I just got it on Wednesday. Um and it's been tough to pick between the Grand Seiko that I just picked up and this to wear each day. But when you have to time something, you got to wear the chronograph. So I uh, wore this one today, uh, got it on the bracelet. Um, only complaint really is that I have fingerprinted the crap out of the polished center link. That is not a knock on the bracelet. That is a knock on my sweaty, oily palms. So that's where we're at. Uh, no, this thing, this thing, this thing's great. And, it, and it's an automatic chronograph and it's sub 13 millimeters thick. Now, granted, it's a lot more expensive than all the other automatic chronographs that we all know and love, but that's probably why it's sub 13 millimeters thick. Um, the, the high beat movement's fantastic. Been really enjoying wearing this one. So uh, that's, uh, that's the formalities out of the way. Spence. So, bro. Spence, yeah. I, I, I do have a solution for you. you. You were saying that the polished center links are, are killing you with the fingerprinting. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're from Northern Indiana originally, right? Yes, yes. Okay, take inspiration from one of the other people that's famous from Northern Indiana, Michael Jackson. You got to wear a single glove at all times. Okay, but it's here's here's the the crazy part. It's a microfiber glove. Boom, problem solved. That's that's probably uh, probably where I'm going to need to go. I don't know if I'll go with a white one or or a black or or, or tan. I don't know. Lots we'll to figure out. Rotate. You're right. I could probably get a few different ones. Um, that would probably help. Uh, no, I appreciate. You the see one for each color. 
There you go. <laughs> I actually, I was joking with Zach, our buddy uh, Zach, to say, you know, I, I it, it's, it's the, the one downfall is 19 millimeter lugs, 19 millimeter lugs, which is tough. So uh, I told him, I was like, you know, we're going to have to do some straps and maybe do a strap for each sub dial. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see what he's going to do. Uh, we'll figure that out at some point, but it's still too hot in Cincy to wear uh, straps right now. For me, at least, leather. I can go in NATO all day. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool for me. So <laughs> it's gonna smell in a week, but you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, okay. I love I love my odor. Yes. So, <laughs> and that's why he doesn't have a joint bank account, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we've got Brodinky on. So we, we got to ask that you you've had the account for around a year right now, just hit 10 K mad props. Um, thank you, thank you. What inspired you to start a watch meme account? You know, I think I was just sitting there one night kind of browsing the gram. And first of all, I, it originally started it. I think like everybody else does is you don't want to clutter your regular feed with wrist shots and watch nerd stuff that everybody's either going to hide or unfollow you or just be like, what, what's this dude's deal? Or, you know, are they trying to show, show off on their feed? Like I care what they're wearing. So I was like, all right, let me make a different one. And it kind of started like that. And like, so I had a few wrist shots of random things. And, and then after a while I was like, kind of just getting into the whole, I don't know, the, the watch fam thing, right. Just browsing around hashtags, clicking around, you know, following all the big accounts and everything. And at some point I, I felt like a disconnect where I was like, Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just a little too average Joe for this, but like I don't have the same vibe on my account as these other people do that are, you know, showing off these Michelin dinners and like, you know, their Bugatti steering wheel. And I'm like, you know, maybe somebody needs to make an account for for the little guy. And so originally that was how I started was let me I was like, let me let me make like a people's champion type of account where, you know, I can make relatable content and people can hopefully you know, uh, just join in with that and, and catch that vibe. And maybe it'll, uh, it'll keep some people turned on to the hobby that would otherwise be turned off by the, I don't know what you'd call it, the, the snobbish type posts or just the, the elitists. But I feel like there's a lot more common folk in it than people think. I feel like a lot of people, they follow all the big accounts and they think everybody wears tweed and they, they <laughs> you know, work in high rises in Manhattan, but it's, I, I feel like it's, it's the little people that keep it going, you know, the little people who, who share the wrist shots and, you know, throw each other comments and DMS and stuff. And I think that's the fun part is getting to know people you didn't know before and people you've never met. And then, you know, you go to things like watch fairs or whatever it might be, and you meet up with people and you're like, Oh, you know, it's great to meet you. It was fun talking to you and everything. And you kind of just get a sense of belonging, which is really cool. And so that was kind of the inspiration behind making it. And so, Eventually, I kind of wound up starting just making memes because I was I was on Watch You Seek and Watch You Seek has their own meme thread, I guess it was. But I feel like uh, a lot of them were just missing the mark because I don't know if it's just because I'm a you know, I'm, I'm 35, but I'm I feel like I'm younger than the average age on there, and so I feel like a lot of the the older gentlemen weren't getting like the the I don't know the younger references and stuff like that, and they were just getting like confused. So I was like, all right, let me throw this on Instagram. You know, I can use hashtags. I can I can, uh, you know, gain a following, see what happens, you know, interact with other people. And so turns out, you know, I can see my uh, statistics and most of the people who follow me are between like 25 and 45. So I guess that, you know, makes a lot of sense there. So it was kind of cool. I started gaining, you know, a little bit of a following and then I got a, a couple of, uh, you know, clutch shout outs from people, different, whether it be bit, just a big account reposting stuff or a couple different uh, other podcasts through, through me up there once in a while. And I would know because I would get like two or 300 followers in a day. And I was like, oh, so, you know, something <laughs> happened, right? It wasn't, that wasn't organic. You know, that doesn't just happen overnight. So, uh, you know, I started just talking to people and I've had conversations with some pretty cool people, you know, who work at every which type of place, even Hodinky itself, believe it or not. And it, it's all been pretty <laughs> positive. I really haven't gotten any like flame wars or any, uh, you know, brawls figuratively, you know, typing wise. In DM or anything, yeah, yes, fist fights only. We that's how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Bare knuckles, no gloves, and it's got to be outside of a, a watch. Uh, you know, something wind up, something like that. 
mm-hmm. so everybody can see. <laughs> so, so, uh, bro, you know, to me, that's a very inspiring story, right? You, you saw, you saw something just didn't seem right. You, you jumped in there, you seized the memes of production and you just, <laughs> just started, started doing that for the average. He's been waiting watcher. for a week to use that joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I come prepared. That's playing your ace. That's what that is. <laughs> and we're only fifteen minutes in, so it's only going to get better from here. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Just wait. Just wait for the river. Yeah. The <laughs> oh, uh, the uh, so so you, you've been to a lot of meetups and stuff. So you have met other people like the. Um, yeah, the uh, Watch Meme Witness Protection Program that we got in contact with to book you for this. They were they were very uh, locked down on the information, right? I, I always kind of figured that you were like Bruce Wayne, you know, that no one actually knew that you were Batman. Uh, <laughs> well, I won't lie to you. I, I didn't walk around advertising who I was, you know, and I didn't uh, I didn't go out there and broadcast or anything. I went with one other person, and uh, you know, we went to wind up, and I met up with one other person who was into watches who who writes for one of the sites and that was it and i met up with him and his friend there was no uh you know there was no uh wayne knight what's his name wayne knight from uh jurassic park bro dinky over here i got bro dinky (laughs) 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 but you know it was just a conversation we met up you know we shook hands we had a good laugh about things and that was it there was no uh you know no WWE entrance, no Ric Flair robe. <laughs> so I try to keep I try to keep a little bit of low profile. Um, I'm, I don't necessarily hide my identity. I just don't put it out there. You know, the internet's a weird place, and yes, it is without a doubt. And especially when you you know you dabble in kind of the humor that I do. Who knows what the heck could happen? You know, I upset the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to troll people too much. You know, I try to keep it pretty light and pretty friendly. And like I said, most of the time I'm making fun of stuff that I've either done mistake wise or, you know, admitting to like doing something really embarrassing. But, you know, a lot of the memes pertain to me and I'm not just sitting here lashing out at people or, you know, throwing stones. A lot of the time I'm just uh, getting a good laugh out of it and hopefully other people can laugh along. So which Ubla was it that you bought? Oof. <laughs> 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 I mean, how can you go with anything but a Big Bang, right? I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's a conversation piece in itself. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I, bro, I, I, go ahead, go ahead, Spangler. I, I gotta ask, you know, it's like where, what is this like ingenuity? Where does the um, where does the inspiration come from when it comes to these memes? Like, do you have like a site or like where you get the images, or you just go off with like the other, you know? trends going on like what what is going on like so uh it's a little bit of a a creative process uh sort of like if you've ever seen boondock saints where willem dafoe is sort of uh orchestrating (laughs) as he's (laughs) unveiling his whole detective spiel and he's pointing his pistols and it's kind of like that but really uh what it is i i follow a few you know meme pages and just things in general just on general life and not necessarily related to watches um and then just things I see on the internet. Uh, sometimes I go hunting. Sometimes they come to me. And it's it, there's there's a couple of different avenues I explore when I'm doing it. So either a I'll just see things as I'm you know flipping through my feed, and something will just stick out at me, and I'll be like, oh, I can do that. And I'll just screenshot it and save it for later, or I'll just immediately go into one of the programs and start going at it. Or uh, sometimes I'll search hashtags like uh, memes daily or things like that when I'm looking for inspiration. I'm looking for uh, certain funny angles and things, or sometimes I'll look up great shows that I like, you know, I have a few Seinfeld memes. I have uh, a lot of SpongeBob. It's just so out there and ridiculous that it's, it's just great. And I think everybody relates to SpongeBob, no matter how old you are, because either your kids watch it or you watched it or everybody knows who SpongeBob is. So those are ways I go about it. Uh, Other times I will maybe just look for certain themes hashtag wise and go in that way it sometimes they come to me sometimes i go looking for them but one way or another uh i wind up punching them in the the meme program and it's hard to kind of choose which way to go about it because one of you know i like to go with the the white text above a lot of times but it it doesn't always apply so sometimes you have to 
do a little, uh, I have some like Photoshop-esque programs that I work to kind of isolate just watches out of pictures and slap them on other people or whatever ridiculous <laughs> things I need to throw in there. And so I, uh, sometimes these things take a lot of work. I'll spend like 10, 15 <laughs> minutes crafting one of these things. And afterwards, you know, hopefully I come up with a masterpiece and every once in a while I'll just delete one and I'll be like, that was trash. Or, or, I'll, or I'll just put it on the back burner. I'll be like, I can't think of the, the best caption possible yet. So I'll just, I'll, I'll put it aside. I'll come back to it and I'll just go to something else. But uh, I, I do queue them up if I can over usually a couple days. I usually don't go too many in a row because I like to stay fresh and I like to work off what's coming out or what the new, latest news is or, you know, who I could bag on today. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I try not to get too far ahead of myself with, uh, with, with memes that are kind of in stock. But that's my that's kind of my the way I go about it. Do do you think as of right now, have you crafted your Mona Lisa meme yet? Like your magnum opus? Uh, Are you still you know, searching for I'm that? I'm not sure. Uh, it it's kind of weird because sometimes I'll make one and I'll be like, this one's so stupid, and I'll throw it up and it'll wind up with like thirteen hundred likes and like you know a million shares, and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't think that was that funny. And then sometimes I'll I'll pull it up, I'm like this is the goat right here. And people will be like, I don't get it. Or they'll, you know, it'll be like a hundred likes. Well, you know, one guy, what? And I'll be like, all right, well, yeah, better luck next time. <laughs> delete it later. <laughs> Thought it was funny. Might delete later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is, is the, the regime that, that you're, you're going uh, through here, the, the, the way that you got set up. It's impressive. You know, Ralph Wiggum style. I'm a journalist. Uh, I looked up. <laughs> you, you've had your account open for 945 days. That means you're cranking out 1.2 posts per day. That's About a lot right. of creativity. And it's funny because that counts when I was just when it was just an account, and I wasn't even posting memes. I was just I was either taking just whatever your daily wrist shot, or I was yeah. just. Uh, you know, browsing around and commenting on stuff and sharing things. So that's even, I would say, I think I've been throwing up content for like probably close to two years, I think. I mean, and it, yeah. And I, I, I caught a, a pretty big break was at, at one point, I think it was in 2018. I, uh, it was right when I got the, the Black Bay GMT and I put up a picture of it and Tudor retweeted it or whatever you want to share it. And uh, I caught like a, like, probably like 900 followers off that just because it was like, you know, oh, Tudor shared it. It's got to be cool, right? So, And then people were like, so, oh, this guy's kind of funny. Let's stick with it. <laughs> nice. So, so that's the move. Get get uh, get some a big company to share it and then just start talking shit, right? I think so, right? You got to take aim at the, at the high horses, I think. You know, you, you don't want to go after small fries. Nobody cares about small fries. It's all about like Conor McGregor. You know, you go after number one, talk a lot of smack. And even if you lose to Floyd Mayweather, whatever, he's the greatest boxer of all time in his weight class and no biggie, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, so you've been active for two years. Would you consider yourself now the wunderkind of watch meme accounts? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I know there's some people who've been at it longer and some people who I'm sure I don't even know about who probably have more followers and things. Um, I think I have a pretty good relationship with people as far as the account goes. I, I feel like a lot of the, the, the humor accounts, they almost feel like they, they get off on like alienating people a little, which I always tried not to do. Like I'll, I'll make jokes about like bun straps or, you know, things that are kind, kind of funny, but at the end of the day, like I'll, I'll, I don't like insult people or like, I don't really throw jabs at like single people in the comments or anything. I try not to do that. Cause it's, it's a lonely enough hobby on its own. You know what I mean? Especially when you're <laughs> out there on the internet. If, yeah. if you, if you live in, you know, the sticks, you don't know any watch people. You know what I mean? Like I, I live in New York and there's a ton of people here and I still only know a couple watch people personally, you know? So I can only imagine if somebody's in, you know, a less populated area or like an isolated area that they, they probably have trouble finding people to, to discuss things with in person. So I, I don't want to alienate anybody online and I don't want them to don't want them to feel bad or want them to sell their watch or something because they're like, Oh, somebody said this was stupid. And I agree with them. You know, like I, I feel like that's kind of the downside of the hobby. Like I, I don't want any part of that. And I feel like that does happen that people will make fun of either 
a certain brand or a certain model or people who wear XYZ. And then they're like, oh, well, I guess I should just sell this thing because I don't want to be lumped in with them, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you if you want abuse, just go over to like watches circle jerk on Reddit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get get your bits chuffed and get rid of the middleman, you know? <laughs> I say, I think the one thing that we all, I think anybody who follows your page kind of gets is it's, it's definitely an inside job, meaning you're into that. Like you said, you're into the hobby. This started out as, as you know, you're like daily wrist shot page. So I think, I think we want to know a little bit more about like what makes you tick specifically, bro. So like, what, what was it that got you into the hobby? Like, what was the specific watch? Um, you know, I always kind of liked the idea of owning a watch when, even when I was younger, when I was in like middle school, my mother got me, I think it was like a guest watch. It was something from a department store, but it was, it was my first one. It was, you know, stainless steel and it was some of the blue dial. And so it just kind of made me feel like almost like an adult, like I was wearing something that uh, was a little more mature and it was cool or whatever. And I remember I scraped it on, we had like these tiles that were kind of jagged on the wall and I was avoiding someone coming out of, coming out of a, a classroom and I scraped on the tile. I remember scraping the crystal and I was like, oh. ah, and I, and I remember I, put, I was like, I guess I can't wear this. You know, I didn't know anything about watch repair or whatever went into it. I just assumed it was no good and I had to throw it out and get another one. So uh, I stopped wearing it for a while. And then in probably in high school, I got another one. And it was, again, department store watch, but it was, you know, shiny and stainless steel, very polished. So it made me feel, you know, like a cool guy, like one of these rap, rap, rap bros. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It, you're going to laugh at this. It had... Uh, Swarovski crystal on it, which is hysterical, right? So Ooh, I was like, nice. yes, great, uh, definitely. So I was this eighteen-year-old kid walking around, and I'm like, you "Think these people think these are diamonds, man? Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty baller, even though I have like three dollars in my account. But hey, you know. So again, but it was like, you know, it was this heavy watch, and it, it felt like I was being like a, like a man, you know. So I was like, all right, that's cool. And then a few years later, I was like, okay, I, I should probably, it, I wasn't, it wasn't a daily wearer. It was kind of just like for like going out and stuff. And so I was like, I kind of want to wear one regularly. So I got this, it was just like this cheap quartz Tissot. And it was just to get the feel on the wrist again. Because I mean, you know, when you first start wearing a watch habitually, it's, it's awkward. It's just something there that's not usually there. And so even if you have like a really comfy setup and everything, it's kind of just like, oh, this thing is here. Um. So I got this cheap quartz Tiso, and then I started going on forums and and really getting into you know specs and things. And it turns out two of my buddies who I've known for a long time, they were like not so serious collectors, but they had some nice stuff. One of them had a, a Planet Ocean, um, the other one had a, a Breitling, and so they were like, "Oh yeah, you got to get into this. This is cool." So I'm like, "Okay." So I started like looking up every reference under the sun, you know, just scrolling through like the the for sale ads, just looking at every single picture. Like, nah, nah, ooh, that's cool. Oh, no, nah, that's expensive. You know? <laughs> so eventually I landed on a, a Seiko, right? That's that's pretty pretty standard, par for the course there. So I landed mm -hmm. on a Seiko. I got, it was like a limited edition green turtle and had this, you know, cool, huge dial and everything. And I was like, all right, this is nice. You know, it's a limited. It makes me cooler and all, so I'll have respect. And, uh, you know, that was like the first thing I started taking pictures of. And I was like, all right, this is, this is good. And I was like, what's next? And you start looking at forum posts. And it's like, well, you have to have a dress watch. You have to have a chrono. I'm like, well, I, guess I, I guess I guess I got to do this. So uh, you know, let me start looking for everything else. So I'm I'm browsing for sale ads, and thankfully my friends were there to kind of be like, ah, oh, you know, go at your own pace, or whatever, and you know, see if you can buy things used. You know, a lot of people just have buyer's remorse, or they just don't jive with a watch. They'll sell it; it'll be like new, and you'll get a nice discount. And I'm like, okay. So I started doing that, and I I bought and sold a lot of things, and now I I don't know how many I'm at, but um, I bought and sold quite a lot of things, and. Uh, I think I'm finally reaching the point of contention with my collection where I, I'm enjoying it and I don't feel like I constantly have to add things and it's sort of just like fun. I find myself buying more straps now than watches where I'm just, oh, well, this will look like I see a strap and I'm like, that'll look great. That'll look great on the Polar Explorer, you know? Oh, got to get that. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, so I guess like everybody else, I went Seiko and then after that, I th I. I made a pretty big jump. I went to Tudor, which, you know. Ooh. Yeah. So I went from like a like a limited edition like $500 turtle to a Pelagos. And oh, great watch. Yeah, so I went to look at it. We have a, a mall close by with a Torno and I went to look at it and I was like, you know, they're like, "Oh, you want to try it on?" I was like, "Oh, am I allowed?" You know, I know this thing is like a few thousand, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, you know, I try it on and, and my friends are just standing and they're like, yeah, yeah, you should get that. You should get that. Right? <laughs> Naturally, right? Navalist. <laughs> so I wanted to find this Pelagos and um, it was, I didn't know how good it was at the time because it was like my, my first luxury watch, you know, and everybody's like, oh, you know, you have to try out other things. So I was like, yeah, cool. You know, I had no idea like how, like the, the clasp is like the greatest thing. The, the quick adjust is like second to none. The bezel clicks like, the greatest thing you've ever heard in your life and you know 70 hour power reserve the loom was like a torch i had no idea how cool this thing was and then finally like now i'm like ah damn i kind of still wish i had that you know like <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly i might even rebuy it one day it's that it's that good and I, I had the blue the obnoxious blue one and i loved it and uh you know you could see it across the room and that was one of the, the selling points the girl selling it to me told me she was like well you could get the black one looks kind of like everything else or you get the blue one and people across the room would be like that's a Pelagos. And I was like, ah, oh, good point. Even though it's like a terrible point because you're never in a room with anybody who knows what it is. But yeah, people at One time yeah. that one guy's like, dude, he's got a Pelagos on. We went to, we went to one of those free scotch and chocolate tastings at that tourneau and I wore it. And one of the, one of the, it's connected to a Rolex boutique also. So the, one of the guys from in the Rolex boutique is like, Hey, nice tutor. And I was like, yes. I was like, not only did I get recognized, it was the Rolex guy who saw it like even better. You know, <laughs> we're going over to see him trying on sky dwellers and things. This was before this whole fake, whatever, I don't know, shortage thing happened, but we're trying on like these precious metal sky dwellers and things. And you know, things we're never, ever going to buy in our life, but nice tutor. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, definitely. That made, you know, whatever it was, three grand worth every penny. <laughs> that sales lady didn't lie to me. <laughs> yeah. She was right. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's that's great. That, Yeah, that's quite a jump. That's impressive. The blue yeah, is the I, one uh, to get. Definitely, definitely. And I was, you know, I was I was looking at things in between, like, you know, Zins and all these kind of Longine, and I was like, eh, eh, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, you're not supposed to buy it unless you love it. And then I went there and I saw that thing and I started looking at pictures on the internet. And I was like, ah, oh, this thing is badass, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. And I saw these people <laughs> diving in Arctic waters with it. I was like, all right, yeah, maybe I maybe I should buy this thing. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Did it ever see the pool at least? Uh, yeah, I had that thing. I had no fear with when I wore it. I was like, <laughs> I, and it's the same thing with the. I have the the GMT now, and I I wear that thing everywhere. I don't baby that thing at all. I. You know, it's got some scratches and nicks, but really it's in, still in pretty good condition, even though I wear it wherever. And it goes in the pool, it goes to the beach. I, I really don't like the whole babying the watch thing. Unless it's like, if it's a vintage piece and like you're not going to be able to get either parts to service it or it's going to be a pain to even get it worked on, I totally understand. But if you have like a modern watch, I think you should just wear it. Like wear the heck out of it. You know, by all means, like be careful. Like I I, I, I treat things with respect. Like I, I don't, uh, you know, I try to take it off if I'm like getting really involved cooking or like doing dishes or things like I don't want where my watch is doing that. Cause I think it's just a respect thing. Like I, I'd rather not risk dinging this thing, doing that, but like everyday life, you know, I'll go out and, you know, shoot some hoops to throw a football or whatever. I don't think you should take your watch off for that. I think, I think you should just wear it and not really be concerned. And it's just, it, you know, you make, I don't want to sound cliche. You, oh, you make your memories, but you just, you, you, you build a connection that way. Whereas if you don't do that, I feel like you're like, Oh, well, I don't really wear that thing. You know, I, I think that's kind of the, the feeling you get when you wear something everywhere. You're like, oh yeah, I've worn that thing everywhere. You know, I wore that to a, to this such and such ball game. I wore this to, you know, this crazy night I had, you know, out one night, you know, you just, you, you look back on those memories and they're kind of just like fond memories and you just, you kind of re-enjoy them. And I think that's kind of the way you build a connection with a watch. They really make it your own. Definitely. Yeah. I'll second that. Some of the, uh, greatest memories i've ever had with the speedmaster because like the one watch that i have this speedmaster is the only one that i you'd have to cut my arm off to get to um and of course a lot of the memories are definitely pg-13 plus rated so like i'm not gonna like share them over this <laughs> but like that's what makes them so memorable so you know and i've had this one like my speedmaster like you're wearing one right now bro uh, this was like my first luxury watch purchase um, and I was like so stacked to get it. And like, I wore it for like straight six months and just whatever happened in those six months just was the craziest nonsense of my life. Um, and so it's got a lot of fun memories attached to it. Um, and like it I said, it during those six months though, did it? 
Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it definitely did. It definitely did. Uh, the there were lots of joke. Had to do it. Had to do it. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest flaw to watch. Uh, yeah, definitely rained. Uh, definitely lots of spring bars that didn't work. Um, trying to scrounge around and, you know, random people's cars to find it. Uh, fun memories associated with this watch. Um, yeah. So I totally get that. Yeah. Pro- probably probably a really good idea to not not share some of the more scandalous uh, things. Yeah. You know. It would be be jarring for our listeners. Plus, I, I don't know whether the uh, statute of limitations have run out on all of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut, but there's uh, there's some fun ones associated with this guy. <sighs> Plus, whenever commercial space travel is perfected, you're ready to go. This guy, these guys, both ready with their speedies. I'll be sitting yep. here trying to find a speedmaster so I can go to outer space. These guys will already be there. Chilling with it's Elon pre- Musk. It's a prerequisite. <laughs> Elon Musk literally gives them out to his employees, I think, right? I heard that somewhere. Definitely. Some, That's definitely true. Some people say that. <laughs> no, I think the, the internet told me. So, um, Yeah, he gave one to his child, whatever their, their name is. So what I heard. Fair. Yeah. That's great. So I have to ask you, bro, you, I, I, this is going to be really tough because I mean, I know you can't pick your favorite child, but let's be real. Which meme was, has been your favorite thus far? Like, I, like I said, we talked a little bit before this about the one that like really spoke to each of us. Um, namely the one where things blew up uh, and you said, no, my wife actually said all those things to me. And I showed that to my wife and she was like, what made you think this was a good idea to show to me? After we talked about that, like it's just one of those where she's like, what made you think this was appropriate? Cause it is, it's funny cause it's true. Um, so which, which is the one where you feel like, man, I really nailed that. That that's, that's like, if, if there's one I could be remembered for, it's this one. Uh, <laughs> if I had to pick, uh, it's tough. There, there's a few that always stick out to me. One of them is like just the, it's more fun than it is like, haha. But there's one that I made that I took like the it's the original Legend of Zelda screen where you walk up to I think it's like your uncle or something in the game, and he gives you your first sword, and so you can actually go out and fight people. And he's like, here, take this. You'll need it. It's dangerous. And I swapped out the sword for an SKX just because it's like so appropriate. And obviously, I had one of those <laughs> when I first started out. Also, and it's just, it's just like yeah, you know this. And then you you know you wind up working your way up to the master sword and all that other stuff. And it it just totally. When I was making it, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Like, it, it was just like, and plus <laughs> yeah. I love like nostalgia, like old video games and stuff like that. It was just like so funny. Um, another one that oh, I always chuckle at when I pass by it is, uh, it's not even like that clever. It's just, believe it or not, the Hodinky travel clock dropped on my birthday. Like, oh, you, no, man. You could not write this. You could not oh. write that at all. So the Hodinky travel clock drops on my birthday. And, you know, I, I had to work that day and obviously I was busy just feeling happy birthdays, but yada, yada. So I really didn't get around to posting much that day. And um, so I kind of got in late, but I got to see everybody else's first and, uh, you know, all the, the comment sections of everything, obviously not the original post because they turned them off, which was hysterical also. <laughs> but it was right around the time where uh, the whole Donald Trump Goya thing went on. Yeah. And so they had the picture of, of Trump's daughter with the Goya can. And I I just put the Hodinky travel clock over the Goya can, and she's holding that up, and it's such a controversial thing. And obviously, <laughs> or they like they're so polarizing as well. So it was just like I didn't even have to caption it; it just made itself. Like I had so many comments that were like, "This is your best work," and I was like, "Yeah, you know, it might be." It might all took was like cut paste. Like sometimes it just, you know it just happens organically, and sometimes you try try your hardest, and you're like, "Ah, oh, this isn't funny." <laughs> Brevity but is now, the soul of wit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's I do remember that way. The the, I, it's, the funny thing is, is I can remember your stories that day too, because you had you had all the other ones posted, and your stories like yeah. it was my birthday, so I'm late to the game. But it, but it, clearly, you all had my back. <laughs> like, was, yeah, I was like, oh, I, I didn't have to do any work. Thanks, guys. And everybody else got in first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a fun day and a half. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, you could not write this. They drop it on my birthday. And I'm like, ah, a gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
my my biggest regret from the watch meme world on Instagram is that the Hodinkee travel clock account has not been very active. So I feel like that was a gold account. And I feel like plenty of things could have come from that. And I just wish they were still more active than they are currently. Was it them? or I can't remember. It, I don't know, bro, if it was you, let me know. But somebody did the week on the nightstand. Is like like they, they photoshopped it all in in their in the it, like they did the clock and they photoshopped it in like their text and everything and it was weak on the nightstand it was amazing. <laughs> the funny part is I can't even remember if that was me or not to be honest. There was there's been so many that I've I've made and then be like nah or I've made and I've just put sometimes I'll just throw them in, like I don't think they're if I don't think they're feed worthy I'll throw them just in a story and just see what happens and I'll just kind of read the vibe of the comments and stuff. But so sometimes I'll do that and I, I lose some that way but. I definitely do remember that. And I was like, ah, I was like, yeah, that's appropriate. <laughs> so I think I remember there was one interview you did in a, in another like watch blog that I read to kind of prep for this. Um, how long did it take for your wife to realize that like you had this, not just this account, like, cause obviously it started as wrist shots and she was like, Oh, that's lame. You're a nerd. Cause that's how me and Buzz's wife are a lot with this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we know from experience. Um, I'm sure Spangler's <laughs> girlfriend uh, probably says the same thing. Um, I, I don't talk about watching uh, her anymore. When did she? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, I just shut my mouth. When did she realize that not only did you have this other account, but then also that like it turned into something else? And now you let's be real. You kind of have a cult following. You know, it's still kind of hard to believe, to be honest. And it, it's every time I, I log in and I see it, it, I no longer have four columns of followers. You know, I have it's ten point something K and I'm like, oh, you know, I was like, this is I have a swipe up function if I want it, you know? <laughs> like it, it, it's surreal kind of when I do it. But we can only so imagine what, what that's like. <laughs> yes. Well I'll have to I'll have to do one for Zeit's watches one day, you know, I, I, I swipe up when uh there we, we go. There we go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. He knows, he's guess, even playing our guess, site that nobody knows about. <laughs> I think 165 people do, at least on Instagram. Okay. So 162, because three of us, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Backing into it. So this is actually pretty funny, is that she actually stumbled upon it after it was a meme account. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's great. I had, I had an account of, of wrist shots, and I, I since have, I've deleted a lot of them just because it it's kind of taken off in a different direction. So I guess it's like a pivot. But mm -hmm. oh, one day she's browsing, I guess, her popular feed or something. It must have been a day where I, I, I had something good going on because it was in the popular feed. And she looks at it and she goes, is that your wrist? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, oh, my God. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm a little hairier than the average guy <laughs> arm-wise. And I also I have, I have a tattoo on my left arm. So, like, it, it, it does go down near where the, I do wear my watch. And so I guess she must have saw a little bit of the ink or something. She's like, is this your wrist? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he clicks the account. She's like, wait, you have like 4,500 followers at this time. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, what? She's like, what, what is this? And she's like, she found out the secret life. I was like, like, I had a second family somewhere. You know what I mean? It was like this earth shattering moment. And she was like going through it. And she's like, huh. And she, I think she was just happy that it was mostly like pretty clean fun. Like it wasn't really anything <laughs> too wild or I wasn't, you know, like one of these meme accounts like uh, that you see out there that are just like posting ratchet stuff and, or mm. really offensive things. I think she was just like, Oh, well this is pretty tame. And it's she like, probably didn't get half the jokes. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, I, I think, I think she liked, like obviously she knows what a Rolex is and she, she's pretty up on her women's fashion and stuff. So she knows, she could make like, you know, haha, -ha, like fashion faux pas jokes. Like she got those or she, like if they were about a TV show or something she watched, she'd be like, oh, I, I totally get it. But sometimes she'd be like, you know, that like balance cock guy. It sounds dirty, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she just, okay, like nod and smile. Sure. And then she, every once in a while she'll look at me and I'll be, I'll be typing Cause I can't lie. Like I, my DMS like are, I have probably one from, I don't know how many people, but you know, every individual conversation is a new little tab. Mm -hmm. And so like I can flick the screen, I don't know how many times and, and just keep going and I don't know where it ends, but 
So I get like them randomly throughout the day and from any parts of the universe. Like, you know, I have people in the UK who message me, Europe, all over Australia. And so sometimes it'll be some absurd hour of the night and I'll be just typing away. She'll be like, are you talking to your internet watch friends? And I'll be like, well, you know, somebody took the time out to DM me. I'm not going to leave them hanging. Like, no, and I, try to, I do try to answer like yeah. mostly all of them unless I'm like super busy or I'm, you know, just uh, – or sometimes I feel like if I, if I'm in like a bad mood and I don't want to give like a really smart Alec remark and like piss someone off, I'll, yeah. I'll just let it marinate for a while or I'll come back to it. Or sometimes I just forget, but most, I really do try to get around to most of them. And I, I think if you, if you talk to people, I think they'll, they'll say I have responded to almost all of them. And, and believe it or not, people sometimes they, they do send me their own submissions and things and I've posted them. And sometimes they don't even ask for credit, which is funny. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'll, show, I'll throw you, you know, throw you a bone. Like, no, no. I'm like, okay. But you know, it makes it fun. People are like, yeah, they get inspired or they want to join in the fun themselves, and I, I'm totally on board with that. And uh, you know, it's it's just fun for everyone. So that's it's kind of a cool thing. But my wife finding out about it was pretty funny. And then, you know, she follows me now, and I I think it kind of keeps me grounded. It kind of keeps me from going <laughs> over the edge on certain things or making jokes that are like a little too out there. And I'm like, okay, reel it in. Your wife follows you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's two there's two things there. Uh, one, uh, him responding to all the DMs is how he's here with us today. So, like, he does actually respond to all of them. And two, uh, if his wife is listening for some whatever reason, I don't know why she'd want to listen to four watch nerds talk about watches and memes for probably close to an hour at this point, or getting on close to an hour, uh, she should feel not that worried because it's like 95% dudes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, it's yeah. all dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny and any pretty much any female account that has ever shown their face i'm sure their dms are full of however many guys just i, I think you're be, hit that on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> there could be a whole account based on those dms, on those That's DMs. What I, I would love to see oh. it too but it, but it's funny because like you know like nerds when they flirt with people aren't like super smooth or direct so i'm sure they're just like oh yeah hey Hey, what are you wearing today? You know, like I'm sure it's totally dirty and just. I really totally... love how your wrist is so smooth. I guess <laughs> unquenchable that, thirst. That NATO really brings out your eyes. So, did anybody do the? This is okay. So the the um the bad joke that Rick, not Ricky, from Scottish Watches made about the Ten and Two podcast. Uh, when they were first starting out and called them lugs and jugs. Say, oh, you should change your names to that. You get more followers. Um, somebody has an account now uh, that is that. And they've hinted at, if you look in a shot of a Speedmaster, you can see like who may be taking these photos. Has anybody actually figured out who that is yet? Like I, I looked and like my phone resolution isn't that good. And I'm, I'm, let's be honest, I'm not wasting enough time to try to look at a reflection of a Speedmaster that is pressed up against where it was to figure out which dude I may or may not recognize from the watch internet is in. It's like, uh, eventually it's going to get out and someone's going to tell me like, has anybody figured that out yet? Uh, I haven't heard anything yet. Um, I have seen that account though. That's pretty hysterical. I was like, all right, somebody finally capitalized on this, but I think they are kind of just riding the wave is that there's like a few, you know, ladies out there who like to throw up some, some angles that are a little provocative. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, and it works. Let me tell you, it sells. They, they get shares and follows up and down my timeline, and I'm just, I kind of just, you know, shrug it off and laugh at it. And I've kind of always like made little posts here and there that were like, you know, maybe if I showed some skin, I'd have maybe double the followers. Or something. But <laughs> you know, and it's, then, uh, yeah, the uh, no, and the funny part, I was going back to the funny part about, uh, I actually uh, submitted that name to Ten and Two for uh, their podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> No, they they uh not jug lugs and jugs. Ten and two was uh oh really oh me. yeah sweet seriously so, that's awesome uh, yeah wow. so here's how this got happen uh, started so originally my two buddies I told you about wanted to do a podcast because they're like well why not us and I'm like yeah you know and I can put it out there and people will probably at least give it a listen you know what's the worst that could happen so we started kind of going with uh we recorded like one or two episodes. But they both have like corporate jobs in Manhattan, and for some reason they were worried that it was going to get tied to them and that they were going to lose them. So it never got out. We never wound up going forward with it. But obviously, we recorded like two episodes of this, and they, we were thinking of names. And my one buddy, that was his idea, um, was he's like, "Oh, we could be like ten and two. And when they were thinking of names, we had already shelved it at this point. 
we weren't going with that name, but believe it or not, it was actually going to be Rich Cheese Radio, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it was like, oh, 10 and 2. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. But then when they were looking for one, I was like, oh, 10, T-E-N-N, like Tennessee. That's like, I was like, that's too perfect. I'll give it to them. They were like, ah, oh, it's great. Went with it. And so that's my, uh, my claim to fame other than my own account is that I helped name the 10 and 2 podcast. That wow. is... That is that is that is a hot scoop right there because I did not know that. I don't think a lot of people do, and uh, they they have mentioned. I think when they were on with Scottish Watches, they mentioned it. But um, you know, it's not something I regularly put out there. You know, I'm not looking for credit for it or anything. But it's it's an interesting tidbit in the the bro dinky lore. <laughs> I am going. To, I'm going to clean up at bar trivia next week. You know. <laughs> That watch-related bar trivia that constantly happens around here. Yes, right. so many people. Oh, yeah, only a Cincinnati thing. It's so weird. I'll take internet trolls for 400. Thank you. <laughs> Man, I know my grandpa's listening, and he's not getting any of these jokes. <laughs> He'll appreciate that reference. Buzz's just mom's just, probably not getting him either. No, probably not. <laughs> just oh, as man. long I'm... as they subscribe and download. <laughs> exactly. Leave a five-star review, you know? Yes. That's all we ask for. All the things. All of the things. I'll show. Oh, I man. I don't care. <laughs> You'll know them because that bro dinky sounds like a wonderful young man. <laughs> that's how you'll know it's one of them or it's maybe one of my parents or something uh, the best the best part is is buzz i don't know if your mom knows that i'm the one that runs the instagram account but i get dms from her fairly frequently yeah and there's yeah, a joke she, in there there's really a joke in there there's, there's a joke that yeah. buzz's mom is dming me all the time she's trying to slide in yeah <laughs> and neither her or my is- grandpa are gonna know what that means so that's fine <laughs> Yeah. Buzz's mom is currently sliding into your DMs. Congratulations, you peaked right there. <laughs> That's the end. I should just call it quits. You We've had Brodinky on. We, we, we have the tie into the 10 and 2 podcast. We haven't had them on yet. I'm, that'll happen, I'm sure, eventually. Um, it, I mean, it maybe at 2,000 followers. Yeah, maybe we get to 2K. We might, we might get there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, we'll get there eventually. But I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, the whole watch internet thing is uh it's a it's a weird weird rabbit hole to go down um and it's funny because yeah i've I've only been in the hobby for probably well three years a little bit over three years because i got in right when my first one was born and i mean bro how long have you been in just a little bit longer than that probably probably yeah probably somewhere between three and four it's a weird thing because you're like oh i'm gonna get a nice i'm gonna get my first nice watch you know you, you you read about like i said Always, you know, all the Omega references, and that's how you say it, right? It's Omega because that's how they say it in the James Bond movies. Um, <laughs> and uh, you you read all of that, and then it's like, you, okay, okay, let's let's see which one I should get. Let's, and then you're like, oh, this is a whole another world I didn't know existed. Um, and it it can be overwhelming um, to a degree. I think, like you, you talked about, it. I mean, me trying to figure out what, like, I start like we. I started trying to figure out, like I had permission from my wife. Yes, you can buy a nice watch. With We knew we were having a boy. You can hand it down. You can buy a nice watch. I started doing my research before he was born. I didn't pick a timepiece until he was two months old. Like it's, I think anybody who just starts into this can attest to it's, it's a, it's a huge rabbit hole to go down. And let's be real. It's not a cheap rabbit hole. And you're not coming out the other side. It's 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 unbelievable. So I I, I can say fr- from my perspective, having stumbled across your account when I did probably six months ago, um, it makes it a lot more enjoyable because it, you can poke fun. Like I said, we can all tell that you're it's an inside job. You you poke fun at it from the inside because let's be real, anybody who stumbled across this and didn't get into it couldn't make those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, I think it, it wouldn't be fun for them if they weren't at least somewhat into it or trying to get into it. And uh, I, I think you hit it on the head. I think it's it's just a, it's a hobby that it's not cheap. And it's I think it's kind of it's a little thrilling, but it's also kind of really nerve wracking when you you make that first purchase and you're like, I can't believe I'm putting this this amount on my card or, you know, signing over this amount yes. and 
cash and you're just like, I can't believe I just did that. But then you're like, all right, well, you know, YOLO, whatever. But <laughs> it, it's almost gratifying. It's almost like, you know what? I do only live once. You know, I should, I should have a nice time piece. Why not? You know, and then you, you try not to overdo it. I think it's, it's easy to overextend and hopefully, hopefully between all the jokes and all the uh, sharing of everybody's mistakes throughout just comments or whatever, people will hopefully get that and not overextend, but it's always hard to not to do that. I mean, sometimes you just find yourself on, you know, Chrono 24 looking at APs and you're like, yeah, you know, maybe if I uh, move some things around and uh, <laughs> my car, why not? I, I still I have a mortgage, 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 right? right? <laughs> yeah, it's right. Mortgage, mortgage on my home, you know, why not? <laughs> I think it's always fun, like, going through the battle of, like, because, like, when I first started, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like a thousand dollars is so much to spend on a watch. And then I'm like, oh, 2,500. Oh my gosh, I, I could never do that. And then it's like 5,000. I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I can swing that. And like, my current crest is now 10,000. And like, I don't ever want to get over that. But like, I think in like two, three years, I might get over that crest. Um, but right now, it's like, you know, it's just that it, it just grosses me out to think that like, I think this way now. I think that's the biggest thing out of this. Because when I first started, like, a hundred bucks is way too expensive. And now yeah. like 10,000, like, oh, you know what? That's a good deal. You know? <laughs> That's a good deal on that watch. That's so crazy to think. Or you it's... look at your box, you look at your watch box and you, you try to picture the stack of money that it would be. And you're like, uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just stop thinking about it. Just immediately. Yeah, like I, should, stop. I should stop. I should stop right now. 100%. <laughs> I will say we, we do kind of joke a little bit. We we and and we've been known to it's it's been it's been reviewed in, in our reviews. You know, oh stop ragging on Hurinki. I will say they have done everybody a service with their new insurance stuff because they go through a very reputable. I I kind of work in a, a little bit in that and not specifically in that industry, but I know a little bit about insurance. Let's put it that way with That's what I do for Ohio, living. right? Insurance. Yeah, it, it's very oddly enough, actually, it is very yeah. big in Ohio. It is That's actually Columbus, Ohio, is a is a huge like. There's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of insurance companies headquartered in Columbus. But what I will say is they partnered with a very very well known insurer for art timepieces things like that in Chubb. And you know, everybody kind of jokes that yeah, you know, there's there's there's, all, there's this whole subset of people who live in Manhattan and, and have all this stuff. But let's be real. A lot of folks in Manhattan are are renters, so like like sure. I have the luxury of throwing my expensive watches as a rider on my homeowner's insurance policy. A lot of folks in New York City and a lot of other big cities, it's it's that's just not reasonable. So let's be real: you should insure your like anything that is that would that would hurt you to try to buy again. Let's put it that way: if mm. if something were to happen, whether it were, to, it were you were to lose it, you were to get mugged, anything like that. This is going to sound into some like infomercial for Hodinkee, but it's not just to insure your watches because if you would have to try to buy it again, if you, if you thought it was expensive buying it the first time, if you thought explaining it to your wife was tough the first time, <laughs> try doing it again. <laughs> like just, just figure out what it's going to cost to get it on some sort of insurance. Anything that would hurt you to buy again, do it. It, it, you know something? It, it's going to cost a lot less to insure than it's going to to replace. <laughs> yeah. Even put just it that way. Go, to watch, go to Watch Recon and type in your watch that you were on the fence about and see, probably look at how much it's gone up since you've bought it or just the current value of it or whatever. And you'll be like, uh, yeah, no. Nah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, sh I, sh I should <laughs> that, do something here. That yeah. hundred bucks a year is worth it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Hundred bucks a year just to sleep easy, not have to yeah. worry about you're not home or you're traveling or whatever. I mean, you know, for all the for all the the grief I give Hodinkee, and I try to be playful with it. And I mean, they really they've done a ton for watches, and I I try not to be disrespectful when I'm poking fun. And I I do actually I even talk to some of their employees, and they they're very cool with me. Um, I I don't try I I try to express that to people when they ask me whether it's privately or or just in whatever couple of interviews I've done. Where they're like, oh, you know, how do you feel about Hodinkee? I'm like, well, I don't, I don't dislike anybody who works there. I don't have anything personal against them. You know, I, I kind of roll with their content because I think, I think they play up on that. I think they play up on kind of like the, they have somewhat of a corny edge that they play up on, and they, they roll with that, and that's their thing, and they sell and they do great. And I, you know, I, I, I make make a little fun of it, but also I try to tell people like it's not, there's no spite there, and probably what they've done for the industry as a whole or just awareness of watches or just the, the trends and popularity is remarkable. And so I don't want to take any of that away from them. But I, I agree whether it's Hodinkee or whether it's your uh, 
you know, like you said, your homeowner's insurance, or even I have private insurance for like my wife's wedding ring. I can th- throw them on there, mm-hmm. do something because, you know, imagine losing your whole box to something, whether it be a, you know, flood, robbery, like anything, anything. It's what nightmares are made of. Right. <laughs> and be sure to use the promo code that we give you and tell them that uh, we sent you. <laughs> Yeah, no, not really. Like that is like it, it is. It's one of those things that you think about. It's like I should probably put these on on. And sh- yeah, that would be a smart thing. And then when like she's like, oddly enough, again, wives the voice. Re- of course, you should put that on insurance. Like I'm not letting you buy that again. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it, I, I think it's pretty obvious to to wives because they have a. An, you know, an engagement ring and a wedding ring or two that, you know, it all showed up at once, right? Here's this very valuable thing that you're going to wear, but it's also kind of small. Maybe you could misplace or lose or something. It, it's just, it's a no brainer. Whereas if you've been in the game for a while and you're starting off, you know, getting, you know, Seikos and stuff like that, well, just all of a sudden, you know, you get into the higher end stuff. It, it, it creeps up on you. It's, it's not as obvious as just, boom, here's something that's very valuable and it's a no-brainer to insure. Yeah. If you insure your iPhone, you should definitely insure your watch. <laughs> if your iPhone, if your phone is, or, sorry, if your watch is worth more than you paid for your iPhone, insure your, insure your watch. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty sound consumer advice. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I didn't think we'd end up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? For watch insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Things yeah, you didn't think you did. Yeah. Off talking was, I had I had like one one meme about Hodinky insurance just because I was like insurance that's kind of wild. But then every like every person under the sun was texting me ideas for more. They were like, Why don't you put Ben Clymer on Jake from State Farm? Why don't you put oh. you know, <laughs> somebody's like, so oh, good. you should you should put Kara Barrett on um a, a flow and i was like all right guys let's let's calm down here but <laughs> those are really funny though like they were they were really good they, they were, but they are they're so funny <laughs> but i was like wow this is really getting out of hand here <laughs> dude you could do peyton's watch box from nationwide <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's all just called low-hanging <laughs> fruit that's what it is yeah that's it that's it <laughs> well well, I, I feel like on that note, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where we're going to go from there other than Pey- Peyton's Watchbox, Flow, and it just, there's so many good ones. Um, we'll, we'll wait for those next week, I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe those will end up in your stories. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come up right. with one of them in your stories. Um, anyway, bro, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. This has been such a fun conversation. It went in a really odd way at the very end. Um but it it was a it was a ton of fun. We really appreciate you taking some time on a Sunday night to uh, to hang out with us three. And uh, um, I think I think everyone's going to really enjoy this episode. So we really appreciate it. So it's too. been an honor. I mean, it, I'm not gonna lie. It went by quick. I I didn't realize till I looked at the bottom of the screen exactly how long it was because uh, yeah, it just went. You know, and yeah. and <laughs> like any good comedy movie, we had our sentimental moment at the end. <laughs> we did the, the moral and everything, and it was. <laughs> You know, heartfelt and touching, and now we can we can end on a good note. But thank you so much for having me. It's been a great time. I feel like we've had you know a good amount of laughs. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I laugh more on this podcast than I normally do, and I laugh a lot. My grandpa has told me that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, we we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's I got a, I have a feeling maybe maybe we have you back at some point, or maybe you go on to bigger and better podcasts. You never know. Uh, but you started yeah. here. <laughs> I, I would I would gladly do another round. You know, it's it's like uh, it's just like going to the bar after work and hanging out with the fellows and just throwing a couple back. You know. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been a great time. Like, like I said, it, it, this, we, we all, I, I think everybody who's in the watch fam, like really enjoys what you do. Uh, keep it up. It's, it's nice to get to know the guy behind it a little bit. One of us, it's, it's fantastic. So keep on keeping on. And uh, I, I'll be looking to see what you come up with tomorrow, man. <laughs> Definitely. And if I'm, uh, if I'm ever in Ohio, man, we'll, we'll grab a drink oh, for, for, sure. for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Take it easy. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We are enthusiasts, not experts, so don't at us. But you can find us on Instagram at whiskey.and.watches.podcast. Also, visit our website at zeitzwatches.com. Zeitz is spelled Z-E-I-T-Z. Thank you.